All right. It's starting right the fuck now. Good. This Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 96 of the Mental Threats Podcast. I'm here with the one and only. Now your government name. You want to go with your producer name, One Warship? Bro, of course, man. I can't let these niggas know who the fuck I am, man. <laughs> fuck out of here. This Warship, man. Warship on the motherfucking beat from Eastside Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? With my motherfucking blood cousin, because y'all niggas don't know this. Yeah, this is my real cousin right here. Unlike your other niggas. Yeah, I'm really tapped in with this nigga. It's just been a minute since we were supposed to do this podcast, but now we here, and we friend a ball and get this ball rolling. You feel no, me? I had to get off this shit for a while, because it's just like, yo, because I left my last shop like, back in July over some fuck shit and everything. Like, literally, they had me as like their marketing executive. Like, it was like 18 bucks per hour plus commission. Like, it was whatever. Like, But it was just, it was a black-owned business, which I was really like, okay, good i'm working at black owned business 11 hbcu like great Th- tell me why like like on the interview they said you can wear like suits and ties to work which is what i was doing daily yeah. but then it's like she changed her mind because she saw somebody wearing like a tight ass like cargo pants and tight ass shirt like i'm not wearing that shit she literally took me to goodwill and try to buy me yeah, shit to I wear and i am like i'm standing in the mirror like why am i looking like somebody is gay ass soccer father <laughs> right now just like like why are you making me doing this shit i thought she was just a joke. You know, I came to work wearing suit and tie and it was like, Mr. Sibili, you gotta leave. It's just like, yeah, you gotta come in like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna come work at all. Cause yeah. it's like, that's some dumb ass shit. But anyway, it's just like, so like, right right at this point, I think I'll be starting to work for this other like home care agency pretty soon. That's okay. that's when you're on the shit I'm on and right. shit like that. But it's like, I know, but this is mostly about you and everything and your whole worship. Why you pick the tagline worship? What's it now? Man, so it was 20... I'll say like again, like 2017. It was me, my partner Drew Flu, my late homie Curtis, and Shaquille out there. Late homie, yeah, late homie. Reaching that age now, we're yeah, having yeah. late homies now. Yeah, like my late homies knew was all there, and we was on like the east side of uh, we was like near Gridtown and shit like that, and um. We was out there just doing bullshit because I guess we were supposed to go to a party, but the party flexed. So we was out there just doing dumb shit. So we was in the middle, like in front of like some museum or some other bullshit. And niggas just started fucking like doing dumb shit and started dancing. And I was just out there dancing, doing some dumb shit. And I remember like one of my partners recorded me. I don't know which one recorded me, but I was out there dancing and I posted on Instagram as like a jokey joke. Then one of my homies out from Atlanta, he was like, bro, you moving nimble as hell. Cause he's like, nigga, I'm swole and shit like that. You could say, and motherfuckers said I was moving nimble. So they was like, damn, you out here moving like a warship. Like nigga, you got, you so swole, but you moving faster than motherfuckers. So I was just like, man, cause I didn't want to, cause I had another alias called like Freddie, especially back in football, but I wasn't trying to name myself like Freddie Bo Beats or some dumb shit like that so I was like fuck it I'm just gonna stick to the moniker where the hell did Freddy come from I'm thinking was that some uh, Nightmare on Elf stream nah, kind of thing like you were killing it out nah there nigga whole time nigga that shit came from fucking um from this nigga Frederick Douglass cause I was working out and my football coach at the time saw my nut ass afro back then and he was like you know who I look like you know who you look like you look like Frederick Douglass and they, they just like stuck ever since so everyone named mama be called me like especially from like this side of town that everybody named mama be calling me Freddie that played football and stuff like that but most of the time now because my producer everyone be calling me Warship and shit like that so that's what was, that's where the monikers came from so it's either Freddie or Warship but nowadays I be called Warship you never know I might fuck around and rebrand back to Freddie so 
that's 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 the name, man. Like, yeah, dude, nicknames be like that for a while, but sometimes you pick your own because like it just, or and then some people just pick it for you. I know my, I know you know my freaking my IG tagline is Liberian yeah, Toast Crunch. That's a <laughs> big shit. No, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's marketable. I might change. I have yeah. it set up for like a YouTube channel too. But it's just like you know, like I, as you know, like I'm Liberian. I like cereal. That's it. Pretty simple shit. Like I, I be hopping in this one girl's IG live, and she will always like refer to me as Toasty and everything. So it's just like that was just. I saw for every time. It's just that's just how I introduce myself. Like I'm just Toasty and everything. Cause I just cause like you want to just uh, re, like leave your like government name out. Right. Like, cause like you know how Charlotte is. Yeah, People hear your name out like once or twice, and they swear to God they yeah, know you. Say, like, dude, I had like one class with you like a decade ago. That's what I'm saying. Why are you talking? Why is my name in your mouth right now? So it's like my nickname is like a membership card. It's like only like certain people. Like of course right. you can call me like you would, like T Boy because like we go back <laughs> that far, man. Like, that's your membership. Yeah, card. You're okay. Platinum Plus. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like real shit. It's just like that's just kind of how it is. I just identify with it. I fuck with it, and it just kind of blended in in with my rap name, like Toasty ESV, uh, ESV Eastside Villain, uh, Ethereal Sage Visions, um, uh, Eat Some Vagina. It just, it just. <laughs> To be all over the place. <laughs> no, I had a. I was about, okay. So, me personally, I fuck with my name Warrior so heavy, but I feel like once I get to that like level where I feel like I'm really making some real motion, motion, like you know what I'm saying, making this like real money off this producing shit. I always, I really want to rebrand my name to something else. But I don't, don't want to say it just yet, but I feel like some niggas might know it, but I ain't trying to goddamn be like, oh, this is my shit now. I'm trying to pop on the scene with this new name and be on a whole different new sound or some shit like that. So it's like, nigga, I just feel like, nigga, that's just part with the growth, you know what I'm saying? Because right now, I'm, it's like Pokemon. Like, nigga, right now I was at Freddy, now I'm at Warship. I'm not in my final evolution yet. So, like, nigga, right now we currently at the grinding stage. And once I hit that Evolve, Stage and it's like yeah, nigga, I'm coming with a new name. I'm gonna be a whole different nigga at that time. You feel yeah, me? but yeah, keep consistent with it. Like consistency makes a difference in all of it, bro. Like I swear, it's just like you know, that's like you can be talented, you can like catch on to things quick, but if you're not putting the work in on the daily, or at least just trying to plan on the daily on what you want to do, what goals you want to hit for the month, and so on, so forth, or where you want to, where you're starting from the beginning of the year, where you want to be at the end of the year, you know, you're not gonna make much motion anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's just like you know, like yeah, that hardworking. I feel like that's just kind of put upon us by our parents for sure because oh, yeah. it's just like you know Liberians we, what's one thing we're going to do a lot of us are going to work hard there are those other Liberians that don't seem they to work don't very work hard for shit, but don't they, work for shit at all very spoiled no and everything but you know it's just like you know that that's going to really carry us a lot farther with this no whole care. music thing for sure man it's I, just like you might get a stumble here and there but it's just like you know once you have that mindset to kind of go like kind of push through it it's just like it's all just it's all motions from there uh, for definitely and things you know like it's weird how even like artists like J. Cole even start off like what was the J. Cole's first right it wasn't like the therapist or something yeah it was like the therapist I think so and then I think DJ, DJ Collar was at first going to be called A-Rab Attack but then it was yeah, like, like that's, not, that's then, you know 9-11 <laughs> I don't think 9-11 would have I'm stuff of that nature so it's like you know what beats like when you when it comes to like what inspires you uh, in making beats because everybody you know sometimes they're inspired by you know just their past experiences and stuff of that nature like what really what really like uh, inspires you in that department like what really like push you to like your creative juices and stuff of that nature i'll say what really inspired me to make be i'll say okay i'm gonna say it like this the first thing that really inspired me to start making uh producing i would just say like niggas like 
Tyler Creator mm-hmm. from like niggas like early Pharrell and you know modern day hitters like Southside Metro Booming. You know what I'm saying? This and from even from the underground like Sensei ATL, but the person that made me like want to be like, all right, I'm about to like really start doing this shit is one of my homies named Slash because I remember when I first linked up with bro. He was out there making some beat with this nigga named Fish and shit like that. And they was making this beat. And I was just looking at them niggas. And I was like, bro, like, I could really, like, sit down and really do Like, this how beat making it really is about? Nigga, I can do this shit. You feel me? So I was just like, hey, bro. So he actually took me on my, uh, on, under his wing and shit like that and really taught me the ins and outs of that shit. So now I'm at a level where I can just start making my own shit. So in terms of, like, who really inspires me nowadays, I would really say, like, myself in a sense because it's just like while I listen to some shit I just be like okay I can I can see myself make some shit around that or making some shit better so sometimes I'll probably use like a sample that I heard randomly and it like my creative juices will be going flowing or I might hear like a beat from a rap nigga that's going crazy and I'll be like alright I can make some shit around that or even when I make my beats I'll just sit down there the first couple keys I put down I just build from that so I just feel like that's that's really who be inspired me. It's just the fact that like I just got to keep going with this shit. So like really like I'm my own biggest inspiration when it comes to like for my creative juices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll really say. But okay, cool. Uh, to go deeper in it, like I know it's just like each producer has their own kind of lane, like how they uh, make their art and stuff mm-hmm. of that nature. You know, like you have uh, you know Pharrell having like and during the times that he like started and everything, a lot of like his stuff with the Neptunes was just kind of like kind of diverse to what people were kind of listening to right then. And then you have folks like you know I know on YouTube. Have you heard of a three eighteen Tay? No. Check them out if you want to get inspired for like, and I know like getting the whole sample beats from like the '90s and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Definitely somebody to check in with if you want to really get like some not, good samples and shit like. Not that. get some good samples to kind of just kind of hear how he layers his beats oh, and yeah. stuff of that yeah, nature yeah. to kind of like, cause like that whole sample, you 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 be using samples. Yeah, I, be, I be using the fuck out of samples, boy. Like there's some shit where I feel like some niggas don't even realize it's a fucking sample, but like samples. Niggas don't realize most of the time, most of these producers you hear, especially mainstream, they not using like samples because most of the time they either like one, have a random ass producer under their team make the loop, then the famous nigga will just put the drums on it or get a sample so fucking obscure that niggas not going to sit here and know how to clear it or two, get a sample that's probably known, but chop it up so insecure, uh, obscure to the point where niggas think they're using keys. So me personally, I used to fuck out of samples. So if I feel like I can't sit down and put it on my mind, like a sample really like inspired the fuck out of me. You feel me? Like, so I love a good sample. Like samples are the way, bro. So shout out to like the nineties and all them niggas really trying to put that shit, like, you know, really putting their foot into that shit because it, 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 it's an art that need to keep going. It should not be a lost art because that right there changes something that it's like, I feel like in a sense, it's like graffiti. You feel me? Like yeah. you there, you see that nut ass wall and you just manipulating it into like some real a uh, real canvas. Like yeah. I can make this real rock star beat and fuck around making it pop, or I can make this fucking rap shit into like a gospel song. I can make this gospel song into a trap song. It's just that's the beauty of music. It's all different frequencies and you just matching that frequencies to your type of time. You feel me? So it's like 
that shit is like that's the beauty of it. So I love a sample, bro. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about stuff like that, it just keeps recycling like something from the past. So like they have some kind of a life going past that. You know, the whole like what Biggie Smalls. Uh, what was that? Was it one more chance and everything? Like kind of. It was actually based off another song. I forget what it was called, mm. but it was like something you would have never have heard. That's what I'm saying. Unless you would have listened to Biggie Smalls. So it's like they kind of live on past it. Oh, Even yeah. with the whole like Kanye West, which is like one of the kings of sample. Because oh, yeah. like literally. Like with the whole through the wire, like obviously it was through the fire you with Shaka it's Khan. Crazy yeah. Shaka Khan hates that fucking beat, and it really blows the fuck out of me because it's like I don't know. Shaka Khan was mad the fact that she wasn't the one singing on that shit, but she keeps saying that she just not fuck with that beat. But it's just like it's just shit like that. Like just you don't get it. You feel me? Like that nigga got in a whole car accident and made a song called Through the Wire with his w- mouth wired shut by a song. Like that, that's just like, you know, you feel me? And that's just the beauty of music. It's just shit like that. You can sample shit like that just to see how you feeling. You don't have to make everything on keys of your fingertips because they can shit out there right now that can make you relate and you can just make it into your own thing. You feel me? Like that's the beauty of this music shit, man. No, really? Seriously, man. It's just like, that's one of like one thing I like about Kanye was because the whole chipmunk sample, like you know, they just make the voice super high. Yeah. That's such a lost art, like mm-hmm. to be like. I don't even think I've heard another like song that made it that big. Like they used to hold chip that chipmunk type aesthetic of just like making uh, the voices freaking like high as shit and everything. You know, it's crazy. You know why What's they that? do that for? Why? Because they do it because they trying to get the sample clear. So in their eyes. I guess in like the the legal, I guess you could say like to clear the sample. Once, if I'm singing like this or talking like this, but if I start talking like this high pitch, technically it's a whole new song. So they can clear that shit easier than like singing a regular vis- uh, regular vocals. Because I probably Kanye would have used still use his her regular vocals on that shit, but you know they knew for a fact that wasn't gonna get cleared. So it's just like shit like that. But nowadays. I feel like the last song that I remember, like a nigga using a high pitched voice, is uh, "Write Your Name Through the Sky" by G Herbo. Oh. The song goes like, "Write your name through the sky." Like that nigga, that song right there is like niggas be using that high pitched chipmunk shit. But yeah, that's the only time. That's the last time I heard a nigga. I mean, it's probably some more, but I can't remember on top of my head. But like, there's definitely like a lot of niggas still doing that shit. You feel me? So my favorite personal G Herbo song is Gangway. I just yeah. don't know. But that's that's where he started. Like you know, this young Herb, and then it just like kind of like grew from that yeah, and everything. G Herbo is crazy. G Herbo. I'm mad niggas really be trying to play like he be rapping off beat like he's not one of the pioneers of this drill shit. So I put respect on my nigga G Herbo's name. Tell that nigga G Herbo if you need a fucking beat by him by me, nigga. Like <laughs> let me know, nigga. I'll oh, goddamn we go crazy because. G Herbo, he be because G Herbo is the only nigga that I know that's from like the city of Chicago, the block that got songs with like niggas like Earl Sweatshirt and fucking Playboy Cardi. And I think, I don't think Matt Miller, but he probably got one by Matt Miller, but that nigga's just hella versatile. So I just feel like he definitely got that rap shit going on. And that's the beauty of this shit, man. Like, just rap. Stop. Like, you don't gotta just be rapping with all these other trap niggas because these other niggas be having some shit too. You feel me? Even though that nigga Earl be rapping like MF Doom sometimes, but still, like that shit's still crazy as fuck. Like, he's a Doomite. That's yeah. what else's inspiration. Yeah, like he, they live he's on through son. You know what I'm saying? He's a Doom son because it's like. With like niggas like Earl, it's like you gotta think about this nigga bars. Like you can't just be like, oh, like I see what he did. There. Like he'll just say some shit where he'd be like, I, I got give me a second to really think about what the nigga said. And his samples be so obscure because I remember he got this one beat 
but uh, or he sent this one beat to this nigga Lucky. And I'm talking about it's the like no, it's nutted sample, but that nigga Lucky blanked on this shit. So it's just like man, you just gotta. It's just all all this shit is about the vibes and it's all about man. I don't know, man. Music is it. Like that's really it. Like music is everything bro and the cool thing about earl sweatshirt is he's not even trying to be like the best best rapper yeah. out there. he just kind of just does whatever yeah. now which is like i feel like that's like that's true success in my eyes because it's just like dude's gonna be paid dude's gonna be on Probably. tours dude's gonna have his fan base mm-hmm. like we're talking about him right now we live in charlotte north carolina what does earth or sweatshirt got to do with charlotte gordon north carolina anyway dude's from california and you we can that? still recognize him back over there they be on some weird shit over there you know what i'm saying they be like you get pop like here in the south you get popping faster if you on some like gangster shit but out there if you really on some real weird shit nigga you will pop off more cause like a nigga like Todd he got uh, uh, what's the word he, basically he got clout out there and like a nigga like Drake or the ruler or like you know I'll say like any like gang banging ass nigga that raps over there like they be hard but they don't be getting as much priority as like a nigga like that be on some weird shit because I got some friends out there that be on some rock star shit like I'm cool with that nigga uh, NASCAR Aloe and shit like that and that he used to be rapping on that goddamn like real rap shit but now he be on that screamo shit and he really doing his motherfucking thing yeah. so I just feel like if you really just do your own thing and just be you especially in a progressive state like that you can do whatever the fuck you want. You feel me? So I feel like with California, the thing is, because they had a whole 90s dominated with oh, Tupac, yeah. you know, freaking Ice Cube and everything and Snoop Dogg, you know, and it was just like, you know, the whole thug. And you kind of see like the backdrop with it, like yeah. literally like Tupac and Biggie died because of all the media uh, lash with that. And it's like just Tupac like crashed out. I'm going to be the first one to say it. I mean, you wouldn't be the first, dude. It's just like, come on. It's, there's so many theories that go with it. Regardless, he's not found. If he doesn't want to be found, he doesn't want to be found. Yeah, That's it. Regardless, if he wanted to be found, he would be out there. Yeah. We'll probably figure out it out soon enough. Like, yeah. come on. We freaking had his hologram one time. Now, that was crazy. All that shit. Like, the labels be nutty. But I just feel like with Tupac, like, he is the he is the epitome of the 90s. Go, get me wrong. He's one of the best artists alive. And not just for rap. Like, yeah, as an actor, and, too. And, and, and that nigga can really act his ass off. And the nigga was a dancer, ballerina, just to be exact. But I just, I'm just mad that he didn't have the proper homies to tell him, like, hey, bro, slow down. Because it's like, if he would have just been on some cool shit the yeah. day he died, because yeah. he crashed out on the sense of, um, Cause that day he was he was out uh, with that boxing match and shit like that. He was fighting some niggas. And he was out there fighting, bro, and bro didn't feel that. Hence, what happened to him later on? Yeah, yeah baby just, lanes, yeah. like baby way. So it was his name is Orlando Baby yeah, Lanes. Okay, so yeah, it kind of looked a little bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah, weird as fuck. But I'm just like he shouldn't been out there fighting that nigga. You feel me? I feel like that should have been with his homies or his entourage. You get that nigga. I'm gonna stay back there. You're not gonna be no less pussy. You got money. You got rap. You doing your thing. This is so, the '90s. You feel like yeah, the '90s be out, which was like not as much social. Media, so yeah, you could probably get away with a little bit more. A lot. Any, but hey, on his defense, he, he was leaving a Mike Tyson fight. You know, Mike yeah. Tyson will get you hyped. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, get you hyped as fuck. Even though it'll be like one punch, like damn, I spent like oh, working yeah. three hundred dollars for this. Thing. Just nigga, nigga, nigga Mike was out there dropping three hundred pound grown ass man at the age of sixteen. But that's the nineties. He's like in his early twenties, but he's dropping grown ass man and like that. Yeah, but I'm just that saying, like, talent, bro. Yeah. but back on Tupac. You know, what I think well, the issue with Tupac is just I don't want a spiritual sense, but dude, dude was an 
empath. You know, yeah. dude was gifted. Dude had could actually like you know actually express his art to the perspectives of that's a gift. Yeah, yeah, but the thing was like when you're an empath in this world, this demonic ass world, mm-hmm. the thing is you know he got caught up with the whole like uh, rape charges. Even when he did, Brenda's got a baby and freaking um what you call you, you know, I know you know what I'm talking about. He was framed. Remember okay. that's what got him in prison in the first place. Okay, he I thought because he shot the cop. Okay, okay. No, no, no. That's just another situation. Okay. He went to jail, <laughs> like, right. but he was put in prison for rape, for alleged rape. And it's just like, dude had like Jada Pinkett as a friend. One, Man, dude could have had any female he wanted to. Why would he need to rape anybody? But because they put this position of us black men being hypersexual and just having no mindset at all of like just whatever, you know, it's just like if one girl would have said no, Tupac would have been on the next bitch. And that <laughs> literally been but like, it's just like but see they were doing that to frame him and to put him in prison and everything yeah. and it's just like you know in an environment like prison whether they believe him or not the whole stigma one he was like a rap artist two he was co- playing uh, claimed to be a rapist and everything. he was in a rock and a hard place dude in yeah. freaking prison so it's like imagine like Suge Knight had to get him out with the dang contract on a piece of paper dude dude had no choice I mean nice. it was just it was a shitty situation but it was just like had that whole rape thing situation didn't go down guaranteed he would still be here today yeah, and that's why women will fuck you up doing this game bro like you gotta keep good woman close to you bro and like yeah, literally absolutely. but it's just like dude it messed up his mind it changed his mindset you got you institutionalized know. the nigga was a revolutionary at one point you feel yeah, me and he still yeah, was he still but he was, was a revolutionary yeah, he was on more of the gay side but he me? fell out of sync with his path his right. path was literally to educate to like you know set the mind straight. Right. could you imagine a Machiavelli records could you imagine him like seeking out talent and actually building that portfolio could you imagine Biggie Smalls leaving that situation with Bad Boy and then starting his own did he hold the fuck out this man Biggie not just Biggie bruh. everybody on the damn label like bro Diddy killed himself bro Diddy's low key a slime ball ass nigga like he really be out here like he like business wise he doing his thing I guess but like morally low wise you really out here be your own niggas in their contracts but cause this nigga had the audacity to tweet talking about some who kill R&B nigga you did you did like everybody was like everyone damn near in the nineties. R and B was on your team, and you somehow hold them in some shape, way, or form. The only surviving members that did the R and B shit is like niggas like Ashanti and like Lil Kim and shit like that. But you know them husbands. But nowadays it's like most of these motherfuckers they don't be rapping about like oh I'm in my feelings. Most of these R and B motherfuckers be rapping about like oh fuck you bitch I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers ain't bring Drake, back Drake would, Drake, Drake would do that, but people I mean, be but niggas ain't right now. He's he's awesome. Like you do you, but it's like I don't care. I, like you know it don't hit. It's not like. You know what the situation is? It's because of how this generation is set up, too. Yeah. Because, like, you know, we, we have these cell phones and everything. We're used to instant gratification. So the whole process to, you know, what comes before getting pussy gets kind of like, it just kind of turns into just you creating a character to get that pussy. Right. You know, like, come on. Even Cedric the Entertainer brought it up in this one special. Like, you know, we went from, like, we, like literally, like, the whisper singing about love in the 70s to Snapchat me that pussy. Right. And, you know, which is very <laughs> reflective of the time. Because it's 
just like, you know, you kind of see how a lot of these cats get down, you know, trying to talk shit, you know, so trying to get in bitches' head, you know, doing all that extra shit for nothing. Oh, but dude, like, start, sense. have a relationship, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's just, we're at a weird crossroads at times. So it's like, the, trying to push that whole R&B element, it's only going to come into the form of something of a Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanez, or a Chris Brown type of aesthetic, which is not bad, pretty good, but not exactly what you're looking for that might draw more people. So, in your opinion, do you think that, like, 90s rap will come back? Like, will you think that era of music of, like, Ooh. motherfuckers really out here, like, sing? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about motherfuckers sitting outside that. the rain, like, shorty, take me back. I'm a dead kill myself if you don't take me back. You feel me? Like, we're past that. Like, we're, we're in, we could go to a different direction. It's just, like, you know, for saying, that's like saying, like, when is 70s movies are gonna come back? Or when is 80s music gonna come back? When shit is dead, it's, it's dead. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be a little bit of, like, elements into this aesthetic. You know, you got YG with the gangster rap for a little bit, and Nipsey Hustle wasn't really so much into gangster, gangster type rap, but it's like, you would, there would be a little bit of some, you know, aesthetic with it, but it's just, like, you know, everyone kind of in their own lane that's the beauty about this generation is literally anybody can make it come on Lil Nas X doing yeah, god yeah, knows like, what and on BET and shit what? which is like why people even complain about BET we even watch that shit no more like I don't even know when the shit's on until people complain about shit it shit died after one of the park got canceled Bow killed one of the six in park <laughs> Shad Moss you nigga I'm talking to you you ruined the shit like, I feel like he probably didn't ruin this shit, but it's just like, nigga, all your co host just fucked this shit up for you. Nope, whole time, no. My fault, Shad Moss. It wasn't you. It was, uh, what's Shorty's name? Roxy Diaz? No. Fucking, um, Good, I fuck with Roxy Diaz. Who's the, she used to fuck with the game. Was, was it, 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 I don't know, it was India, it was one of them India little. India Marie? It, no, that India Marie. No, hell no, nah, but, uh. God, I know it, she used to fuck with the game on one yeah, time. Yeah, no. No, it was India Love, not India Marie. India it was India Love? Love. Yeah, the one with Shorty with the, yeah. The one that fucks with everybody, though? Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, it was one of those light bright girls, and they made a joke about Beyonce's daughter. Blue Ivy, and they was like, "Yeah, nah, cut this shit." You feel me? So, wow, them niggas, yeah, like, damn, BT, just that? yeah, B B. That could have been like a meeting and a pay cut. Man, Beyonce rules this month, like the motherfucking internet, bro. Like, you can't just be talking down on the fucking queen like that. The queen be you can't be you can't just do that, especially in the industry like this. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know what's the point of talking about anybody in this right. business. Like, it's just like, you because know, it's just like, you never get that same shit from country music. Like, you know, you're going to see Tim McGraw going to pull a drive-by. But that's, and that's the thing, though, is like, the motherfuckers have different upbringings because they still probably have their own type of beefs. For example, like, even though I'm in this little music industry, even in the underground scene, of this shit there'd be so much drama because one niggas be hating niggas think they already famous and don't hey, have a you're real you're preaching to the choir you I'm a me? rap like, artist you think I don't know this like, yeah cause you know you know how this shit gets down motherfuckers be thinking they already famous but they not famous you, and they're not you feel and me? they're it's losers just, and shit I, dude I, when I tell you bro like I had to go through a whole metamorphosis in between high school community college and through just regular university and like you see the side true true artists just drop their art and that's it no drama nothing don't Fake ass artists, all they want to do is dick ride and get into and be on some groupy shit and hope that that's gonna take them. Which which it won't. It won't. And it's just like you know, the older you get, the further you get. Yeah. But you right. What you're saying, you're absolutely right. But the only nigga that I know that got up by dick riding his way up, the only rapper that I can name on top of my head is like a nigga named like Lil Wap. 
You feel me? Lil Wop. You talking about old dude that's like bisexual? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that nigga, shit caught me off guard. That I'm shit like, caught me off guard, but he the only like, who the hell is this? Like he the only nigga to admit like he a big Gucci fan, so that's why he named himself Lil Wop for him to get signed to Gucci Mane, even though he didn't have a good run. But it's just like sometimes faking it till you make it can can make you get big. So motherfuckers fake it till you make it. But sometimes niggas that got pure souls can call that shit out. And they know the motherfuckers that got the fake souls be getting mad because they know for a fact that our auras be too damn true. You feel me? Like I mean, yeah, no, I feel you, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're preaching to the choir once again because, like, when I'm part of a team, bro, like, I'm I'm trying to be, like, an asset. Like, anything you want to get done, it's about getting that brand to that. I'm not trying to dick ride. I'm not with that groupie shit. I ain't got to be at every party. It's just, like, what do we need to do? How do we get to where we got to get? So on and so forth. But then when you fuck around with jokers, bro, who like have this over sense of just like they're a clique and everybody fucks with them, people want to fuck with them, which is not the case, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, you know, as cool as that is, you get older, you you get going into your own direction. I feel like out of like my group of friends back in the community college days, I think I'm one of the few that actually got a degree, Mm -hmm. you know, not much of a flex or anything to me because it's just like, just work hard and you get there. But it's just like, you know, it's like, People without vision, they're just they're bound to perish. Right. That's always gonna be the case. That's biblical yeah. type shit. If you got a vision and everything, there are people who are still going to try and perish you because they can't stand it. Like for instance, I don't know if you heard of one dude by the name of Ja SLT. Have you heard of anyone by the name of Jai SLT? I cool. So. I do. I mean, if you know, like, you know, uh, Quentin Miller was like um, mm-hmm. a ghostwriter for like Drake and yeah, yeah, yeah. He had more subscribers on YouTube than Quentin Miller and everything. Quentin Miller, who's been out here for a while, Fuck. which is crazy. Like, dude was really, it was in Charlotte. He was one of my friends, mutual friend and everything. Dude just died recently. Oh, got God. murdered and everything. I don't even know what's the context. I don't even know why and everything. I was hoping to get him on the podcast too. But it's just like, you know, why he had to die so young? You know, R.I.P. Uh, ja SLT. And everything, but it's like dude was really pushing forward. It's just like you know that jealousy element. People can't stand that, and that's why it's just it's better to just stay out of the way. Sometimes I'm not out at every party one because of COVID and the whole monkeypox situation. That's that's a big no no for me. I don't know what y'all niggas are doing out here, but just I'm good. And it's just like you know, it's just it's just it's sad because it's just like people dude could have really grown, really like hit his true potential, and that's like the sad story about a lot of Charlotte people. You know, people either give up because they had a shitty team they just or they had people in the background that just hated on them and try to get them isolated and they don't get as much opportunities but it's just anybody that's listening to it like dude just find yourself a group y'all don't even got to like you know connect every day but just like a small group of friends that like fuck with you that actually you don't get bothered by your success that actually repost your mixtape yeah. when you drop it or any of you are when you drop it bro those are the people that you keep uh close to you bro because i i'm actually probably closer to my brother's friends than even though my own high school friend them niggas will literally repost my shit i'm like wow you, you really post my shit? like yeah sure you family people will be like that people just won't and that's just it my biggest advice with that what you just said because again you speaking your shit like that's real shit motherfuckers gonna support you from outside your circle like the last people to really like support your shit is gonna be your inner circle like you will pop off in bubble fuck alaska before you pop off in your own city and with that being said 
you absolutely right. There's some niggas that's gone way too soon. Like niggas like Dunks, niggas like X, niggas like LA Capone, niggas like Newski, niggas like Capital Steeds. You feel me? Capital Steeds like, had to commit suicide, but yeah, like there's but probably but some intricacies. But, but, no, but I'm saying it's like it's, a, it's it's the fact that it's like you know mental health awareness or whatnot. But it's just like. It's a big old what if story if he would have just stayed strong and you know what I'm saying Seriously. like like he could have definitely changed the game so I'm just feeling like this definitely like like if you just all you gotta do my biggest advice stay strong keep striving towards this music shit because I promise you even if you're getting like a hundred and ten fucking views you feel me for example. 110 views. That nigga, Bear Scar, that signed a 10 7 fucking team, had like 100 something views. He had one nigga do a reaction video to his shit. He got signed the next motherfucking month by the nigga Gucci. It's just all about just uh, just staying committed, staying focused. You might have your ups and down days, but just try to do something around music. Because sometimes I wouldn't even make no motherfucking beats. I would be sitting down, listening to music analytically, and seeing what I would do for my next uh, beat. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you just gotta write, just keep, like, this ain't a. This is not a race where it's like you start and you're going to be finished. This is a fucking marathon. RP to uh, Nissy Hustle because what the shit he said, that shit is facts because facts. this shit could take from pop off from zero to one year or zero to motherfucking 15 because this because niggas like Jay-Z, O3 Greedo, DMX, all them niggas do Two chains. Two, two chains are the best. All them niggas damn near popped off by the age of fucking 30. All of us were still young niggas, so you never know when we gonna pop off. You never know. Tomorrow you might fuck around, pop off. Tomorrow I might fuck around, pop off. You don't know. You just gotta just keep going because those 110 uh, viewers. Imagine those niggas in one room supporting your shit. Yeah. You feel me? That's that's how I be thinking because when I be making my shit, I be like, okay, if this shit had like 130 something, I'm cool with it. Especially with my own beats, sometimes my free type beats. If that shit gets 100, cool. 200, cool. If it gets 1,000, cool. Because my highest, I think my highest fucking like placement mm. is like 30K. And it's with the, and it's what this oh, one nigga, good. yeah, with this one nigga in, uh, in DMV, shout out, shout out to that nigga, uh, Glock Boy Kari. Fuck with the DMV too. Yeah, like them niggas, like yeah, because he definitely. I really wish me and bro would have kept in contact because I could definitely like. We could have definitely made some crazy shit, but the way how that situation went, it was really a funny story because it's like I was in my dorm and my cousin all the way from Minnesota was on fucking Spinrilla and he heard the beat. And he was like, hey, bro, ain't this your beat? I'm listening to this shit. I was like, nigga, this is my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I hit him up and shit like that. But it's like me being a young producer at the time, I didn't really know how to like really network properly. So, you know what I'm saying? He was, he, he shouted me out, but I should have been like, oh, let's keep fucking working. But it's just like that, that comes with the experience with this shit yeah. because grinding this shit is not the hard part it's staying on which is the hard part it's the it's a beauty within the journey so you just gotta keep fucking going you feel me no matter what it is just keep going bro yeah work on your content really refine your content bro it's better to just have a whole lot of content for people to fall into as opposed to just you know dropping a couple like basic you know, type music yeah. videos every time and then it'll really have people like when i was really getting into j cole like around when he dropped like four or so like before i kind of heard it with the whole uh, can't get enough can't get enough and like all the other stuff and all his other music video but when you really dwell deep into his mixtapes mm -hmm. that's when you really became that's when i really became yeah, like a j cole fan yeah like, 
like that's why when he was like at Dreamville Fest, when he was really like you know freaking uh, rapping Young Simba or no Grown Simba and shit mm. like that, I'm like that shit like that. I was like, oh fuck, he's doing the song. It's just like it's just like you know it just showcases how far you really come and everything. Yeah. But really, really like challenge yourself. Like it's just like you know J Cole like mixtape J Cole was like when that's when they're at their hungriest. Kendrick, um, a mixtape Kendrick, uh, mixtape J Cole. Yeah, I would say even like you know like early work of Tyler the Creator. That's when you feel like they're at their most creative and that they're most like their most yeah because it's like literally it's just like i got to make it that's the kind of energy you should put in your shit don't focus on what other people are doing i mean you can keep tabs on it but don't focus on it so much just stay on lane be comfortable with being uncomfortable you feel me like once you have a especially once you have like a a, a, uh what's the word a I won't say substance, but a catalog sheet. That's the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, you have a real catalog sheet, motherfuckers can really see you grow because, like, all these niggas' first songs, for example, I love Young Nudie, one of my favorite fucking rappers out here. He came to my school yeah. one time. I swear to God. No, no, uh, really. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit because I saw the fire, right? <laughs> I should have went to that shit, right? But, like, I his... coming was lit. Yeah, bro, his first, his first song... What's some ass? Like, no, I'm just gonna keep it a butt. Like, duty hard, but he know he probably knows not going back. That song wasn't fucking good. And I, I don't even rap, but I know my first beat. Cause I remember my first beat was like my first real like beat. Beat. I was like, it was like a Gunu beat. Whatever the fuck, That's shit was some ass but it's like for it's me, supposed to you know what i'm saying but that's just the growth for this shit because even now like the shit i'm making years from now i'm probably like man i could be, do way better but it's just like you just gotta stay focused and stay content and just stay like committed and humble with your shit because you know for a fact if you just confident with your shit i promise you motherfuckers gonna feel that shit and it's gonna yeah. rub off because there's niggas out here that making straight bullshit, but that shit's hitting the club and niggas going crazy. And they're you still getting paid for it. So yeah, it's just like, just brand. imagine if you really put your effort in it and refine yeah. yourself, you have more like grounds to stay longer Real and shit. everything. Like, you know, look at DMX. Dude was number one almost every year for at a point. Dude was like the face of Bob's didn't win like a Grammy. Like, barking at niggas. You feel me? Yeah, no, I know you've seen his performance at Woodstock 99, right? Yeah, bro. There was like 50 million motherfuckers out there. All white metalheads. And they were fucking with dude. And, um, and imagine that shit, right? Because two, three years ago, that nigga was probably on the block serving rock. Ain't no one knew the fuck who DMX is. He just kept going. And so the fact that y'all niggas just keep going, I told all my homies this, bro. I don't give a fuck. Y'all just keep going because you don't know. Because every time I hear a song, right, I be thinking to myself, like, damn, like, I wonder how, like, it felt like when it was making that song. So, like, a song like, uh, 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 uh. Like, for a perfect example, like Astro World, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Some of those songs on there, imagine how the, it was in the studio. Imagine that vibe. They, they probably knew this shit was going to pop up, but they didn't probably think it was going to be at that big. Like Old Town Road, he probably didn't think that song was going to. That song really surpassed Thriller. You feel no, me? Really? So, you know no, really. No, literally just got in the studio and did some country shit. Yes, and it's like people fuck with it so heavy. Yes, Even freaking Billy Ray Cyrus. It's like 20 million fucking remixes. Lil Nas X is going to be in that. His next two, three generations is going to be eating off that one song alone. So it's just like y'all niggas just keep going. Y'all keep doing y'all shit. You don't know what's going to pop off. Like think about, about hip hop. The shit is so fucking Inclusive and yeah. fluid. Yeah, no, seriously. So you can make anything from niggas like Screamo, XXXTentacion to lo fi beats like Boz and J. Cole or some hard, greedy shit like uh, Young Nudie or some club shit like Babyface Ray or some scam music like some fucking uh, uh, 
TH uh TJX uh, and six or some real simp weird shit like you know Childish Gambino. You can do anything with this music shit. You really can. Your limits, but don't be white and saying the N word and shit like that. You know, come on, be, be yeah, please. I know you. <laughs> what do you feel about the whole them freaking uh, signing like a uh, what was that? The AI AI rapper. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like. We had a we had a motherfucking stage. Bro, so before we go deep, I know you know that one line. Well, what they say is like y'all niggas not out here like bruh, playing hockey. Yes, playing yes, hockey. that was bro, nigga. That nigga, was a good line, but nigga, it was just stupid where bruh, it came bruh, from. Bro, no, bro, man, fuck, that, niggas don't play man, hockey. Man, no, man, fuck, fuck, fuck that, fuck that AI. Because I was like, when he said that shit, it was more like. Like it, it felt like I was hearing a nigga freestyle, and it was more like nigga, like beat, like nigga, like it's a bar, but it's like nigga, that shit was tight, corny. Like oh, I'm not here like hockey. I can't, you can't fuck with niggas like niggas. Like like shut up. And all that, like nigga, you not. It, it's the fact that Capitol Records really tried that shit, having this black, not even black. This nigga wasn't even black for real. He even like he damn near looked like. I don't know if that was not a black AI. So the fact that he was just saying nigga all willy nilly like that shit, that shit is the closest thing to me to like blackface. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you because it's like y'all niggas trying to relate just for all for cash like that. Even I don't give a fuck if the fucking actor, the white actor for that nigga was black. It's the fact that y'all trying to make some some shit appealing. So y'all thinking like, oh, what do these kids like nowadays? Oh, they like when motherfuckers say nigga. I'm just gonna have a little pump ass smoke perp motherfucker combined together with six nine. Sugar and spice and everything fucking nice and just make a fucking SoundCloud rapper that just be saying nigga even though he's not a real fucking person. That's bullshit. So I just feel like thankfully, thanks to the power of the internet, because shit like that could have really been really saturated. So thankfully to the power of the internet, we shut that shit down so fast. You feel me? Like And it's such 2022 problems. Right, it's like, like, hey, you remember 2022 when the AI rapper started like, saying nigga? Fuck? Like he just started saying, I'm talking about saying nigga not giving a fuck. Oh he trying to he like and the crazy thing about they trying to they trying to flex <laughs> computer generated graphics to motherfuckers like this nigga got a, a bum ass fucking cyber punk ass uh cyber truck nigga that shit ain't fucking real like and y'all niggas out here like man no that was some bullshit cap records please don't do that shit again. i think they're trying to do some like crazy frog type shit I, yeah like so crazy but i really feel like what they're trying to do they trying to have a rapper where they don't um what's the word they don't have to that's yeah like they, yeah, they don't have the nurture or nature of him or they just don't want a rapper that's gonna become radicalized and start doing dumb shit where they have had the pr be like oh well, he didn't mean that shit Woody, woo, woo. or like a rapper sadly enough like because you know being a rapper is one of the most dangerous jobs fuck around pass away you feel me yeah, so they're probably just thinking like that so they're trying to find some shit like relatable to the motherfucking kids but it's like you can only do so much with that because I feel like, okay, say that shit do, did pop up. How long was this AI rapper going to last? Because with rap, you grow. Because it's like a nigga like fucking, uh, who, Tyler, he was the same nigga back in 2011 from now. A like, nigga like fucking X, he was the same rapper from fucking what, 2014 to 2018? You feel me? Like, yeah, they really grew into them. Yeah, so they evolved. Yeah. Like, it started with Cherry Bomb and then with a uh, freaking Flower Boy. Wait, was it Cherry Bomb then Flower Boy or was there something in the middle between? I think it was like a. It was, it was like Cherry Bomb. It was Bastard. It was Bastard, Bastard Goblin. Goblin. Uh, uh, yeah, Wolf, and then like then, the then, then taste, Cherry Bomb, Cowboy, then then the then the, I think it's the latest one. I forgot, but yeah, I think yeah, it was, it was uh, Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost, which is a damn good yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, no, all the albums they definitely they definitely all hit. So that's what I'm saying. Like Tyler, like I, when I say Tyler's probably one of my biggest inspirations to really start doing the different shit. Like he he can play the fuck out instruments. Like 
big like I'm a big fan of Tyler. Like he really like inspired me to do this. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta fuck with people like Tyler and Childish Gambino because they do other things too besides yeah. rap. So it's like the Cartoon the likelihood of them doing shit. stupid shit is kind of unlikely because they don't need to do yeah, that bro, to stay relevant. Be, yeah, bro, because they can say them like. Them niggas is funny. Them niggas got cartoons. Them niggas can act. You know, they doing their whole shebang. With the whole Atlanta thing with Childish Gambino, I think the last season is coming up, which is crazy. I remember when Atlanta first came out when I was in community college. I'm like, dude, this show is going to be so fucking hype. And now it's like, it's like a cultural, like, it's going to be my look back yeah, on bro, for a while. Like a real cult viewing show because Afro-surrealism is a really beautiful thing because it's like, we was really raised on like, uh, trauma porn in a sense so it's like yeah, everybody that's like, like that's the weirdest and, and is, truest thing you know and yeah. which is so whack because it's like why like besides like a nigga like Hancock I guess like the only real black superheroes we really had was like a nigga like Cyborg and fucking Black Panther you feel me unless you Black Panther didn't even make it to theaters to like recently like 2018 and he's, and he's been around you feel me but it's the fact that on that mainstream level most of the time like if motherfuckers is a, a black movie you know there's gonna be a motherfucker dying due to gang bonds or slavery or some bullshit like that we never had like a show where it's just like on the weird shit the static you know shot you feel static? I was crazy. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> when they had Bow Wow. No, no, because the they, WB was a shit. No, 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 no. Static shot was hard, but like, nigga, cause I, I can, I can still not get this episode out of my head. I don't know. That was one of his partners, but I feel like they was at like some science fair or some shit like that. Oh. And um. Bro was getting bullied, right? I oh, remember they brought a gun. Yes, yeah. I remember watching, bro. I remember watching shit on TV. I'm like, bro, like, that, that I'm like, was bro. Crazy, he, but it was so realistic. Yeah, bro, that's shit. That's some real this shit. This was before this time, when bro. People like niggas don't understand. Day, like that was that wasn't even no like school shooting shit because he was going up, buddy, and call a day. But this was more like this, like. Whoa, that was some real shit. But still, like, we can never have no like black TV show where it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We just have, we just off vibes. You know I know saying? you remember the episode where dude, the white dude, brought static to his house and everything, and then the dad started acting all racist and shit. I think so. Like, like, I got to deal with all these people at my job. Yeah. I got to deal with my house. I'm like, dude, it's I a kid. So. Like, and that's what we've saying. all been there, dude. I remember I had a Mexican friend in the neighborhood. I was like, hey, yo, you want to go to the girls? Like, nah, I can't. Like, my parents are racist. And I'm like, damn. And I feel like, I feel like with that. That too, where like since we're on the uh, part of racism and stuff like that, I did have some Hispanic friends. You because you know we live on the east side of Charlotte, so yeah, it's so like it's kind of like, it's like very like Hispanic, especially like Mexican like heavy area. So I had a lot of Hispanic friends, and I, their parents really was hitting me like with like microaggression and shit like that. Dude, joke around like we'll joke around, kiki ki. But I feel like some of them niggas genuinely thought I was stupid or like this uh, like oh, incompetent. Yes. And it was just like, bro, I, I'm yes. smarter than your own fucking son. Like I'm helping him doing his own fucking work. So the fact that y'all, but that's just all. That's I wouldn't say that's all of them, but that's just like that, that. That that's how the game is. Like because I, I used to work at Compare Foods yeah. next oh. to Taco Bell. Oh, I worked there for seven months. When I tell you, bro, it's just like them niggas were so ready, bro. When I was back up all their. Shit, they would fucking hit me with the gracias el coloroso, bro. But it's like, am I really worth punching this Venezuelan woman into the face? Like, bro, like, yeah. how did your day go after that? You know, them niggas try to trick me. They try to like send me, like, for instance, like they would get like eggs, right? And it's like, I'll like give it to like the person I right next to them. They told me to give it to them and right. everything. And then they'll walk out and be like, hey, you gave that egg to some other stranger. You were with.
with that person just so they can get extra eggs. And I'm like, like what, what the, the how the fuck? What the fuck are you making that get like fucking the, like a hundred eggs for? Trying to, they trying to finesse and get off, but it's just like with that racism shit. I just feel like it just be sometimes the media how. They be trying to portray black people, hence why I'm saying like mm-hmm. she like Afro like that like 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 Atlanta's gonna definitely gonna be an important piece of history of black media because yeah. it really shows the perspective of how black people are seen through I guess the media or white people eyes you feel me and the truth and they really you know first seen the whole Juneteenth you, you know what I'm t- saying like plates and tables like, they re- like you know like the scene like that one episode where a, a, a paper boy was sitting down there with the other fucking black folks and saying that shit wouldn't work and the gay dude basically dropped it down to basically like bro that shit's not gonna sell which like in a sense they're not lying because these companies even though it could be pride month of course they're gonna be like oh we support we support uh gay people or it's black history month oh yeah you know get your free fucking chicken wings and KFC. it's all money at the end of the day they're not gonna sit here and have no black nigga on the radio station talking about some y'all boys save up some money y'all hold down y'all neighborhoods and really you know support your other brother they're not putting that on there they rap they're gonna put niggas rob rob kill kill before they have a nigga be like yeah i'm a revolutionary you know what i'm saying shit like that they're not doing that shit so it's just like all that shit from the media motherfuckers take that shit way too seriously like a like a fucking fan like a motherfucking like a stand or whatever mm-hmm. and put that shit in real perspective because they think all black people all we do is just shoot kill but like whole time I like watching anime you feel me I like watching like none ass random and, cartoons and, off of YouTube and that's now becoming more represented you know what I'm saying? which is like, good and you everything. feel me but like, yeah fuck with anime like, so yeah. I know you fuck with Afro Samurai yeah Samurai. yeah yeah I just want like the, yeah, like the Yasuke like I wish Yasuke could have been better but it was an okay anime, and I fought with it. But yeah. Afro Samurai was cool. I feel like with animes, like we could definitely, like, especially how anime and mangas work, the way how black people can have more like representation on their on those type of things without the black trauma, it'll be a beautiful thing. So I just feel like, man, white America, can we please have more black shows? You know what I'm saying? That's representative of certain groups within black communities that can be not trauma porn this this vibes you feel me like niggas just be wanting to vibe sometimes man I'm still waiting for them to put more black characters in Dragon Ball Z because you know you know niggas fuck with Dragon Ball Z bro you got Piccolo yeah but that's like he's like an honorary <laughs> black person though Mr. Like, Popo you feel me even even no, but Mr. Popo that's some racist shit yeah. come on like <laughs> don't, even, don't even do that Come on, my head cannon and he's an alien and he's like some kind of mystical creature. You're not a real person. I can't believe they did this shit. And then who else? What's that Pokemon's name? That one girl Pokemon. He looked she 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 looks just like Mr. Popo. She got the big Oh Jinx. Oh yeah, bro. Like y'all know what y'all be doing, and they really tried it for making her black to purple. I was like, it don't change shit. Like, what the fuck? I mean, and it's uh, I don't even know, man. But at least like I mean say kind of try with the whole uh, Yasuke kind of holds is I hold kind of hold it close, even though I haven't watched a walk and I watched him when I had COVID, and that's when they put me in the in that one dormitory. Like I was in that room just watching Yasuke. I'm like, yeah, this is good. I mean it's not like Afro Samurai. Yeah, it's it's like but they it's had a whole bunch of robots and all this other bullshit. But I guess the concept of this shit was okay. Like I, I fuck with it, what they try to do, but 
when I started seeing the robots, I was like, okay, bro. Like, yeah, another, this is not even the same like, you time. Know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I thought, you know, like, Yasuke, I thought it was supposed to be a samurai, really out here cutting, killing shit. Like, awesome, and you Yasha. Yeah, you shit. know what I'm saying? Or fucking Demon Slayer type of shit. But no, y'all put a robot. Like, nigga, like, leave that shit for, like, the early 2000s, late 90s. Leave that shit for Neo Genesis or some shit like a that. A lot of people fuck with Demon Slayer. I haven't even gotten into Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer I, even though I did not finish that shit, sadly. I fuck with it. It's a good fucking anime. Like, it's a solid anime. So it's just like, Yasuke, good. Because after when Naruto ended, I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? And then freaking My Hero Academia came in, which I fuck with heavy, bro. Because oh, yeah. that whole world building is crazy. No, it's insane. And what is good else? Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Fuck with Seven Deadly Sins. I know you got Netflix you watch on oh, Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nigga, I'm trying to, I, I really, one day I'm going to sit down and be like, I'm about to watch all One Piece. Because, like, me personally, I'm not even... I'm going to be real with you. I lean towards more, like, uh, gore and psychological anime. Like, shit like Perfect Blue. Or Parasite. Parasite. Or, like, like, there's a lot I can name, but I'm not going to go on. But, like, shit like that, like that real gore. Like, I love that shit. But in terms of Shonen, like... I want to watch like one. I like because I never got into the big three like how I should like now. So yeah, but it's like I want to watch like I want to sit down and binge watch like Bleach or One Piece and be like you know yeah, what I'm saying. Bleach is hard for me. To, no. I like how they draw these yeah. motherfuckers into, but it's just like I don't know. Get into that world. I don't know why it's so. Hard. so it was hard. easy for me to get into Soul Eater for some reason, oh, but yeah. I don't know. Soul Eater was the, although they just kind of canceled that more chapter. I don't know why they just stopped. Because motherfuckers, because they don't be paying their fucking writers. That's the problem. That's and, some and, shit. And we really be out here bootleg. I remember there was times when we used to bootleg the fuck out the anime shit. I used I used to what yeah, Soul Eater. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm guilty yeah, because it's yeah. like because like dude. I ain't had like I ain't know where else to watch it, but online. Yeah, I'm, so, not, not, I'm not paying ten, twenty dollars. I'm sorry, like man, it's capitalism, man. I, you got to get out. You live, man. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro. No dead ass, I'm man. Dead. I'm still waiting for them to make a sequel for freaking Afro Samurai. That no cliffhanger at the end of Resurrection and no shit. Cap. That that should end up with like Afro becoming God eventually. But, What's man. that one anime? It's like it's like it's not like Battle Royale. Um. Is it not, not assassination? Not assassination classroom. It's this one anime where all I didn't get into that either, man. I don't know. It's, like, this is am I too selective? I feel like I'm too selective. Now. I mean, shit. like I want to be get into everything, but it's just like I'm very slow. I don't know. I fuck with um because like some about tsunami when tsunami introduced shit. Like I'm into like Gundam. I got into it. Dragon Ball Z, obviously. Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yeah. They need to freaking make a sequel to that I'll shit. We are not not, well, not reboot, but like a, just like, a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. Just sequel because like they left it off at high school. Yeah, which was really mad weird because that was a whole different world. It was in the freaking nineties, so it's just. Like now it's like 2022 and shit. I don't know. Should, should they be older? I don't know. That's they made I'm a saying. sequel to Inuyasha. I feel like Yu Yu Hakusho deserved it more. Yeah, the same way. Like, uh, 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 fuck. What's that anime called with uh Gon and uh what's the other little nigga name? Hunt uh Hunter X Hunter. Shit like that. Like I feel like they just need a re like not re like. I want to see like a reboot, like a new reboot of it, like because they be doing that shit like every twenty years. Cause I feel like they're gonna make a hundred x hundred in like the next ten some years, cause that's what they be doing. So it's just like me personally, I be doing like the three, uh, three episode rules. So by the third episode, this shit still mid because by the time the third episode, we supposed to be on like the first arc now. Like okay, we already got all the building. Okay, we know everybody. What's the first problem we finna do? So that's what I be doing. But most of the time, I just be watching like. Gore anime, so like off gate, the first episode it's already some bullshit, or you gonna see some nut shit happen. Like, oh yeah, like in that what was that with Dead Man's Wonderland? You ever got that's, that's, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Because they ended that shit on a cliffhanger by 
because I need to read the fucking manga because the last episode it was like Buddy getting out there and he was looking. I think it was like a throwback from bro. It was like an officer or some shit like that. Look at some high school building and that's it. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, so I, I got like, into that when it was on tsunami. I don't know why, because it was like, dude, I'm like, dude, this nigga's innocent, bro. bro. So yeah, I related man. it because we always, because niggas what? always get caught up in that, that bullshit. Say, Guilty, like what? That nigga said I didn't do shit. Like what? <laughs> but like, no, that was God damn it. What are that? I fuck with that shit. One of the one yeah, moments they wish they had a camera because it was like, bro, yeah. no cap. But, but that's a crazy ass anime. Yeah, Dead Man's what Wonderland. Um, I know Parasite. I didn't really. I'm not much of a gore anime type person, but I'd be aware of it. I'm more into like that. Sean, once. I get into the world building like I know with like My Hero Academia it's like in a world where people would have superheroes like what if it was just genetic for people to have superheroes it's no matter who had the best like genetics like that's real life shit when you think about it cause there'd be some other who can't throw a football to save their damn life and right. people who could do it so easily and like they get more money they get paid they get you know it's just like it's just like that reflection of that but then you also see like <clears throat> the quirks get stronger and stronger and then it just fucking ruins these people like, like I know you've seen the origin story of Shigaraki and shit yeah, I have that shit on repeat I watch it on Hulu I'm like dude like, like this is crazy bro like imagine everything you touch is fucking disintegrates and shit and you killed your whole family by accident and shit and you just had to move on after that without freaking losing your mind entirely I was my mind like man I don't know what I would do if I could do some shit like that like, no seriously I just locked myself away or something shit like that but it's like I feel like Okay, if I had like a power like that or a quirk like that, I feel like me personally, I might fuck around accidentally kill one of my family members. But after that, I'd be like, okay, I'm not touching none of y'all niggas. Like, get the fuck away from me. Hey, dude was like five losing his mind, dude. It's just like, dude, like, how do you do that's why That's why one of the few quirks you were like, I wish this would have just happened later. I'm right. Like, you know, what like, saying, you know like, 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 where I can actually, like, I wish I would have just disintegrate a table. Like, okay, you know I won't touch shit ever. But then he wears gloves. Like, how is he able to control it later on in his life, though? Like, it's just like. And the gloves supposed to disintegrate too? I mean, I Questions on questions. Yeah, have you seen the new uh, Dragon Ball Z movie in theaters? You know, it is crazy because one of my homies went to go watch it. And, um, I heard that this nigga go, uh, Gohan got a new form. Yeah, that's what I heard and shit like that. But other than that, I haven't watched it. Also, Piccolo, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, he turns orange like a Dragon Ball because they make Dragon Balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I guess so, but yeah, I haven't seen that new one, bro. Like, really, yeah, I need to see. I should have been seeing. I was supposed to be the one of the first people to. I fuck with Dragon Ball heavy, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like, that's OG anime, oh, yeah, right? They, that was freaking the dad, the absent father, the fucking like, like racist alien calling people monkeys. There was too much shit to relate to on that shit to just to sleep on it, man. But it was just like, man, dude, that whole, we literally dedicated like how much to this shit to anime. Fucking fifty percent of this. Nah, I'm saying like still like five ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like twenty. But <laughs> but anyway, back on the whole rap shit and everything. It's just like yeah, like you know. The crazy thing about this decade is just like, you know, given the technology that we have, anybody can make it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really just, you can either have a catchy song or just a really, really good, like, um, catalog to fall into and everything. And the best thing about it is that we have nothing but inspirations in front of us, freaking from the 90s, the 2000s, 2010s. That's three whole decade and the 80s, too. Like, Absolutely. Like, you have so many different decades to look back to for inspiration and everything. That we'll push That's why I feel like hip hop is like, something that's gonna last for a while i would put even on a even a whole century i don't think hip-hop will ever i feel like hip-hop will not die i feel like it won't hit die because it's like how saturated it could become it might it might be to a point where motherfuckers some motherfuckers might not fuck with it because it wasn't like true to what to his original roots but 
hip hop is not gonna die no matter what motherfuckers say. And back to like anybody can make it, you're absolutely right because you can have multiple platforms to post your stuff. Because most of the time when it comes to this music stuff, it's like fifty five percent marketing and forty and forty five percent like talent and music. So it's like you really gotta you really gotta market yourself into a way for motherfuckers to get latched upon yourself. So it's just like motherfuckers might say this shit might be saturated or it may oh anyone could blow up but it's just like nigga it's a it's a way how you want to blow up if you want to be a one-hit wonder on fucking tiktok so fucking be it twitter so fucking be it i cannot uh, get into tiktok i'm so old bro it's so hard because it's just like i feel like people just doing the absolute most like dude you're like 30 kicking a midget pretending to kick a midget in a tiktok and it's just like why would you want to do that and put yourself in that position like i know like i get it like the reels would be funny and shit but yeah, it just bro. be like like, you know, y'all too old for this shit, bro. Yeah, One, and it's, I want my, you would want your music to blow up that way, kind of, but because it's like, you know, a show, but I feel like, I don't know, that audience seems a little bit younger, man. My audience is all on IG and Snapchat and Facebook and shit. Like, this, is, this is nothing but the second coming of the uh, ringtone era when it comes to like shit like TikTok and uh, Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Even sometimes Twitter, or, yeah. Sometimes Twitter too. It's just like what it's okay. And for people who don't know what the ringtone era is, there was a point in time where niggas had phones that wasn't touch screen. You had to flip mind you, let motherfuckers know I'm not like 36, 35 years old, I'm 23. I'm like, I'm y'all niggas group. I remember this shit. There was a time where motherfuckers used to have flip phones and shit like that. And you can record your fucking songs on there, and it'll be probably like fifteen seconds long because you know motherfuckers want to hear the ringtone. So motherfuckers start making like you know what's that song called? Do your chain hang low? Woody 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 woody. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. The time machine and soldier boy. You feel me? Like shit like that. So motherfuckers is making like you know songs that ain't have no substance and I feel like this is just the second coming of that shit because you can go scroll through TikTok right fucking now and I can find me a bullshit ass song that oh, I know you have fact. a TikTok oh, oh wow yeah, yeah, nigga. oh yes you're up on your yeah, PC yeah 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 nigga like nigga I even hold no on space like, like nigga I, I, I got the beats like I need to start posting more cause I know how the algorithm works and shit like that but nigga I have I have a TikTok I be posting on there I be yeah you know what I'm saying cause it's like with this rap shit you gotta stay relevant like even though you can do your own own thing if you want to be as big as you want you gotta be up with the times like i'm not trying to be no like o'hare rapper like shout out to uh being the butcher and stuff like that shout out to all the gazelle niggas and shit like that but i don't want to be in a in a in a, uh, in a part where i want everyone to listen to me in a sense yeah. where even from like the youngins that know me like i just want to just be known and not to be like oh those niggas they they from this era or some shit like or they just rapping this era I just want to just be prevalent like a nigga like Future like like Future cause this nigga Future is older than this nigga uh Benny the Butcher you feel me but he's still making music for the bad bitches young niggas niggas like Future but this nigga's damn near 40 you feel me so it's just like you just got because he pushes that toxic aesthetic you feel me and and, and it's up with times with nowadays and that's probably the smartest business movie he did because most of these motherfucking women and most of these niggas too you know what I'm saying y'all niggas ain't uh you know 
we ain't we all ain't shit. So it's just like you know the fact that that nigga wrote to uh, uh, romanticize that shit. It was part of the smartest business move or the marketing gimmick he ever did, especially in a time where instant gratification is oh, like yeah. king, bro. Like literally, you know but it's just like at the same time, I feel like it's starting to hurt others too because oh, yeah. now it pushes this whole like drug culture of like pills and everything, Absolutely. which is just like you know like uh, what happened with Juice World and everything that could have been like if he just if he would have known like how like really a lot of the people really don't even be on that shit as deep as they would I don't know if it would have made a difference or not because you're gonna do whatever you want to do and everything you can be a fan of Kobe Bryant and not in the NBA (laughs) you can be a fan of future and not freaking do pills like it's it's, I mean shit man I mean it's just uh, you might fuck with like uh, an artist but you can't fuck with them so heavy that you implement every little thing about them but shout out to Juice for actually doing like a project with his idol like that's like dude like if you can do it like that young and everything like you you're making it for sure, man. Right, I could have just, I could like imagine doing like a project with MF Doom or J. Cole. Like, you know what I'm saying? That should be fucking beautiful if I can collab beats with Southside or Metro Booming or have like a nigga like Cardi or Nudie or even a nigga like Thousand Man Fonny, you feel me? Like Yachty or fucking Babyface Ray. Like, the niggas, like, there's a couple of niggas that I definitely know for a fact I got some beats where I'll be like, all right, like, Y'all niggas could definitely go crazy on this shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, shout out to that nigga Juice for RP that man. He was he gone too soon because he's like he was our age. You feel me? Like, and I just yeah. hate how he went out like that. You feel me? Like, sucks so how X went out by gun oh, violence yeah, and bro. Juice went out by drugs. One of the two main shits that's just going on right now. And mental health is that third thing too. Yeah, bro, people definitely. will commit suicide. Also, niggas need to start rapping about therapy or some shit. Real shit. I mean, I mean, it's good to talk about mental uh, health because it kind of helps people kind of release that that anxiety. You know, you could really help somebody uh, to be more vulnerable when it comes to stuff or trying to push that stuff. So it's like, you know, there's always like positives that come with this rap thing too. Um, where this decade is going, um, Charlotte wise, I feel like Charlotte could really be put in the map this decade. This decade could really be our decade. All we also need on the other side of it is we need a championship from from the finals or the NFL. One fucking chip, just one fucking championship like, that's the, at least one and I feel like it would carry over for like, like a while because you know? niggas on our basketball team out here dope dealing and rapping and like just yeah, doing Miles Bri- yeah Miles Bridges hard, really yeah, hard ass rapper but it's like bro you was doing dude you really much, fumbled the, the bag with that cause you yeah. ain't had to put hands on girl like that bro you, like, you had way too much money bro you know what I'm saying like you, like, way, you could, easy you could like, just cut her off and, and just ignore her bro. Bro. like I swear you you can beat women just from leaving them bro just not being in their lives anymore and finding somebody else, bro. Like, that would really fuck with their spirit. Like, like look at what other dude on the basketball team to do. PJ Washington I had that relationship with Brittany Renner. And he shouldn't and, have. No, but I feel like at that point, it wasn't his fault. It was Brittany Renner, Renner's old pedophile ass that had that nigga fucked up because it's like, at your, at your grown age, please tell me, give me one spot in this world, really, where you're going to be 30 years old meeting a fucking 18 year old doing it especially a, a ball player like him you gotta really sit here and force yourself to find that nigga like you was really scouting that nigga before he was probably 18 so it's just Leonardo like DiCaprio be doing all sick, that a sick nigga too damn it I'm on this podcast exposing y'all Hollywood you some sick motherfuckers like what the fuck the hell wrong with y'all shit this is Liberia coming out of me god damn it I be saying this shit ain't no one wanna say nothing and, but you know and, and then he moved on to Alicia Chanel which is like you know I mean I don't know man I mean it's not my place to really whatever makes you happy I guess I just I would've just been focused on 
on a bag, low-key, because it's just like, dude, because it's like, bro, now focus on the game, because, like, all these bitches are still, even, like, Steph Curry be having his shit going on with this wife, and like, I need more attention. It's like, what? Do you know who you're married to right now? Like, this nigga is Splash Brothers. This nigga's a Golden State Warriors. Like, you want to be single, bro? That's like the real-life mom stars. These niggas be dominating in the finals. really like that. Like, you got one of the biggest... NBA players. And you're right? starting a family with them, which means whatever generational curses is void after that after that for a while. But it just goes to show, man, it's just like woman, you can't please woman for shit, bro. Like I swear. You saw Jeff Bezos uh uh uh, uh ex bitch goddamn looking all crazy at Leonardo DiCaprio and shit like that. You can be the richest nigga, like one of the richest motherfuckers in the world and your girl will still be choosing. So they just stick to yourselves, King. Focus on yourselves and keep doing your music or everything. Whatever you love. Focus on your passion, bro. Just focus on your keep passion. your principles first, too, man. Like, don't fuck with don't bullshit. Don't show yourself nobody. Stay true to yourself, bro. Because you stay true to yourself, man. These women gonna attract to you. I promise you that. They bro. will make you look like a jackass. <laughs> they will ensure that they will feel nothing about it. Not the best thing them. you can do is just remove yourself. There are plenty of intelligent women that are actually worth the investment that are actually not full of themselves and everything. They're always low-key. Some of them don't even got social media and shit yeah, like that. Those are the real ones. I know some motherfuckers right now, you know what I'm saying, that done passed away or got locked up over women. You feel me? And they and a woman now that was a woman out here gets game game ran through. That's just that's oh, how it yeah. Charlotte is ran through capital. <laughs> that's why HIV is, is on some is like Nigga, mad deep right now because people are stupid, bro. It's like yeah, no, we had a whole dormitory at NC that was just uh, full of bitches that were burning. I'm like, what? This is fucking anybody. Dirty dick motherfuckers and dirty pussy motherfucking bitches be having HIV and just walking among us and nah, just fucking and not giving a fuck. Call hit the blunt. No, niggas, niggas be doing the same thing too, man. It's just like really, just be truthful, man. Like really, try to protect other people because a lot of people don't deserve that. Nah, really. A lot of people don't deserve that, man. That's that's really that's a sad. That's that's pretty sad. But that's just how this generation is, man. But it's like, where do you think uh, this uh, the whole Charlotte Raps thing is gonna look for the next five years? Or the rest of the decade, or maybe next decade. How you feel like we're looking on that? Truly, um, so around next month, hopefully, if God is willing, uh, we're having another show in July. Oh, we not we had a show in July. Shit was pretty fucking cool, crazy. Had niggas from New York, from Atlanta, but mainly like Charlotte, like musicians out there and stuff like that. And we, when I tell you, we have some talent. So I feel like if motherfuckers just stay focused, motherfuckers can pop up. But I just feel like it just takes that one non-bougie, clicky motherfucker to really let that shit flourish down. Because it's like, what is stopping us from being like Atlanta or Florida or Michigan or fucking Tennessee or California? It's the fact that motherfuckers don't want to work with each other. All y'all motherfuckers thinking like, oh, we just going to stay in Charlotte and just be just clicked up with our own click. Then when we pop off, we just going to say, fuck y'all niggas. No, bro. You feel me? Because niggas like Chief Keith was even working with niggas like Lil Dirk and all the other niggas. Like, they had other niggas within their shit and they flourished down. You feel me? But it's just me. Like, y'all niggas want to be by y'all dolo dolo with y'all four or five friends and just pop off and just forget everybody else. And it's not in the sense of like, you know, like, oh, everyone. Not, like, I know everyone's not going to make it, but it's just like, if you have a platform, just try to help motherfuckers help you get on said platform. Because it's like, even if they do or don't surpass you, it's the fact that we try to put Charlotte on the map because yes, we have niggas like um, 
the baby and stuff like that. We have way more talent. And I don't want people to be like, well, niggas from Charlotte are just like, you know, oh, this is another the baby ass nigga. No, we have some niggas that can make some really crazy and beautiful shit. You feel me? So like in the next five years, I feel like definitely next five years, somebody definitely gonna get signed. And hopefully by then it will trickle down because next month, like I was saying, we having another like performance slash like costume party. Oh. So yeah, we're gonna definitely have motherfuckers come out there. Hopefully we around at Halloween or way before Halloween. Well, I'll say that weekend of Halloween. Oh the weekend of Halloween. That's that good. Halloween. Yeah, that weekend of Halloween and um niggas gonna fuck around and uh have like a, hopefully have a special guest out there that's a Charlotte native. You feel me? Hopefully, and we get that shit going because we have motherfuckers here that can make some beautiful music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got yeah. we got stars out here, and we, and we got people that got the mindset, and they got people that can be like diverse and versatile too. Like I know, like have you ever heard of one Zach North? No, I haven't. That's crazy part. Yeah, no, definitely look up uh, Zach North, uh, Z A K, and then North and everything. He's I, I just spot him off like a YouTube channel. I just hit him up on on IG and everything, trying to get him on the podcast and stuff. Because like this shit is like really just for like the underground, right. underground. So it's like five years from now we can really look but, back like, at this hey, shit. Look at this shit. No, like, yeah. Wow, like look, this is where my mindset was at this time. This look is where this I was. Shit. Like dang, like I was here. I was driving a freaking Toyota Camry. But it's just like you know, it's just it's just stuff like that. When I do stuff like this. It's like networking too, right. because it's like I'm meeting with all sorts of artists. I'm picking out their brain. So it's like you know, if I were to be on in a situation where it's like, okay, maybe I'm going on tour, or maybe I'm like, okay, let me just see if I can carry a couple people that could probably do an opening act for me or whatever. Maybe I can do an opening act for them. You know, really keep it within like a like not like a monopoly, but it's like to really lock into yeah, the point bro. where it's just like we can really build some things yeah, together. Bro. Like it's really possible and everything. And that's why like even for Atlanta, one thing about Atlanta, they got haters too. Just like Every, there's haters everywhere the only thing about where charlotte is we can't tell the difference and it's just like we're willing to boost up and gas up these goofy country ass no, niggas no. and it's just like you know i can i don't have one hating ass bone in my body it's just not in me that's too much energy for too much you end up looking stupid when the other person you're just hating on ends up doing drops the tape a whole project before you gets hella views and you ain't got shit and everything, or you were hating on this dude and freaking like how many years ago, and this nigga's on a complete trajectory. And you could have been with him, but you were dick riding the other nigga, right. and everything. And it's just like you know, it, it can all be water under the bridge if we can all like really touch base for what it is. But it's like really, really mind your words when you're trying to like disrespect somebody and everything, because there's some shit you can't take back. And everything. And it's just like some people can have the maturity where they can like go past that. Like, oh, it's whatever. But it's just something like trying to disrespect people's culture, their family. You don't cross certain, you don't cross certain boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Don't make up shit about people you don't know. Don't do that to people. Cause one day you're gonna have to face these motherfuckers. And like, you know, it'd be really sad if they took some MMA classes and your ass sitting on the fucking couch getting, I don't even know how much, many pounds away. It's a really fucked up situation of like this person really fucks you up in front of their kids, in front of your kids, man. It's just mm-hmm. like don't don't do that. Some people got the maturity, some people don't, and everything. You know, like I'm all about the opportunity. I'm all about like giving people like the leeway, but I'm really gonna check in for your mindset. And if like you're too emotional, you get jealous easy. You don't like to see people grow. You're not gonna be in that circle. Right, you talk shit, shit man. if you talk shit about your friends as soon as they step out the door, you're off. Right. Like, cause like, cause if I step out that door, I'm pretty sure you're doing the same thing. And I had to really, really learn that shit the hard way and everything. Like. 
like anybody will turn on you. Yeah, anybody, bro. Anytime, it's just like bro. anytime. And it'll be over the most like it'll be it could be over yeah, stupid shit. It'll be over some bitches too. That's the crazy thing. That'd be the main thing. And the bitches uh, don't even be bad. Like this nigga turn on me for like a freaking knock kneed arthritis having ass bitch. Bitch look like a burnt fucking Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. And shit. I'm not even trying to roast. I'm just saying, like, dude, pick a better bitch. You're going to like don't fucking do that to yourself because you end up looking stupid as fuck. Like it's just like you motherfucker be that serious though. That'd be real shit though. I just feel like if you and me personally, I ain't gonna see you and lie. I, I I have to catch myself not really like hating on motherfuckers. I'll be like in a sense of just like, damn, like I really need to goddamn do this shit. Like or like, damn, why the fuck I'm not at this level yet? But you know, you just gotta be patient with yourself. But if you just constantly twenty four seven just hating on motherfuckers or worrying about the next man instead of worrying about your ass. I promise you, you're not going to blow up no time soon. So just stay true to yourself. Have you on that. Just stay true to yourself and just keep going. Just keep grinding because in this industry, you're going to have the fakes. You're going to have motherfuckers that just, that's going to want one thing out of you. So you just got to keep doing you. You feel me? Because yeah. if you're willing, if you got, the, even if you're not religious enough, you can, you're going to tell, by, the, by their auras, you're going to tell like, okay, I know you're fraudulent in some type of shape, way or form. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, man. So. It's just like, it's all about purpose. Your purpose, your why is going to take you a lot further than what people are reacting to whoever or whatever. That's why I say I don't be on that hating shit because there'd be people that be getting handouts here and there, but it's mm-hmm. like when it comes to really working hard, really developing the skill set to get you far, they just, they fall off every time and everything those niggas who thought they could compete with me and they ain't got shit out to this day right. and everything and even when they do what shit the shit's ass fucking uh, saying some weird shit fucking like like fucking like what did this one dude say when this one try talk about some and my bitch pumping but she ain't even pregnant <laughs> she he put that on a fucking track I listen to this shit like you can't be serious yeah. and talk about oh yeah that's fire okay that's what I'm saying I'm about like- to come in crazy this year Every, everyone, everybody's a critic, bro. Everybody, everyone's gonna talk shit. Everyone's not gonna like your shit. So, what's the point of you worrying about? Oh, I hope they like this shit. No, just drop this shit. So, I just feel like if, even if you feel like you like it, but you feel like the next person not might not like it, but you'd be surprised, man. I mean, you know I, what I'm I, I put on my mixtape this one time, and I realized my mixtape sounds a lot better in the car with the ox girl with the bebo <laughs> and everything. I'm like, damn, I actually am kind of hard because I played it for this one dude. I'm like, damn, I really that hard. Awesome. And everything because I guess it's like when you listen to your own voice, it just kind of you're not really head out. You're trying to break it down like, damn, I could have yeah. said that differently, or I, I could have saved my breath for that one. You know, maybe I'm talking a little bit too fast, but it's like it was my first project, twelve yeah. tracks on my first project. Okay. How many people can do that? Me personally, yeah. I love my motherfucking voice on uh any type of fucking audio. I don't know something about me. I just like the way my voice be sounding sometimes. Sometimes maybe I might be talking too fast, but like that's why I need to start low key, maybe dabbling into rap and really just put like one or two because. Yeah. Your boy can I don't say I can't rap for real, but you know, like I feel like I can definitely make some cool shit, especially the fact that I produce too, so I can really make some like So you know so, how sound and rhythm yeah, kind of mixed exactly. together. It's the like, cool thing about that is that like, you can really make something just for you. Just for me. And everything. For us, like we have to kind of seek out all types of beats that other people might seek out and they might yeah, come bro. up with a song for you might really fuck with the beat, like, okay, I'm gonna just get the funding for it, I'll come back. And then when you come back, somebody else already bought the shit. Like the whole okay. rise like fuck. So it's like now I'm really stockpiling on a whole lot of beats that I can that I have a license for and everything. Yeah. It just sits on my computer. I put it on my Google Drive, and I'll just open. 
open it up when it's time to really do so. But until then, I already got the whole B list for the next project. Like planning ahead of time. When I talk about planning, I'm on my P's and Q's and that shit. So then it's just funding from then on. And then it's just like, you know, just in the studio. Good, I find a good studio where it's just like, um, I can pretty much uh, put in, drop $50, and then that's two hours right there. And it's just like, I put $100, that's that's four hours. So it's like, no, no, seriously, dude, like Gage is like, I fuck with him heavy and everything. But I want to be able to like really keep working with them for my next couple projects because dude was like really fucking with me on the first project so like i just kind of keep going on for the next couple i would say like maybe six more projects before i really consider like branching out you know what i'm saying it's just like i just i just got certain uh goal levels to hit before i really hit a certain level then soon after i'll be able to drop merchandise and so on maybe do the youtube channel thing you know it's just, i do this whole podcast thing to really like freshen that shit up really pick other people's brains to kind of see what they're standing with it you know and it's just like i pretty much uh, take it from there and stuff but since we already pretty much passed like the hour um the hour length by 17 minutes which is good this is a damn good a good episode and i gotta hit work by like five so it's just like i really need to get on that shit and everything you know but this is a damn good episode man i, I hope we could do this again for like season three and shit like that I definitely, because we were supposed to been through this shit, but you know me, I was out here in the mixes, in and out. So I was like, now I'm at a spot where it's just like, I can definitely be available to do this shit. Next time you never know, I might tell you this push up to Winston Salem so you can be up there and you can probably hear me in the background cook a beat live and I can play this shit as we're doing a little interview or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, definitely. Well, when's your homecoming? My homecoming, I think it's next month. I think it's like the end of this month or like literally like the like October 1st. So it's like it's up in a couple weeks. Oh, in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. shit. That'll be before I get my license like uh, reinstated because I, I don't get to do that shit till October 5th. It's crazy how far a year can go, man. That's, I swear, this year went fast as shit. Um, but it's like, dang, I definitely need to get my ticket for my homecoming, bro. Shit's about to be lit and everything, bro. Oh, you think what's to say I'm a homecoming might be better than North Carolina Central? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll always be biased because we only get one time. As you well, I feel like, man, all these homecomings be having their own personalities because I remember when I went to goddamn uh Livingstone's uh homecoming, that shit looked like. A damn family reunion or like a nut ass block. You go to goddamn Winston and it feels like uh, a fucking concert. Then you go to Geo, you think you have fucking Rolling Loud or some shit like that. So all these shits be out What's Geo? What's Geo? Geo is uh, oh, ANT's. It's ANCATS' uh, homecoming. So oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, homecoming. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know yeah. NC ANT is just you know crazy as hell. Oh, yeah. Niggas, you be having all the heavy hitters on that bitch. You feel me? So it's because like, it's big as shit, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We still beat them. That's okay. Them. So, no cap. I'm going to definitely, we're going to definitely tap in again. We definitely going to get this ball rolling because, you know, this shit was dead fun. You feel me? Yeah, dude, it's very good to like touch base with you because it'd be like, because life happens, bro. Once you can become an adult, bro, like, we're in our mid, I'm in my mid 20s now. So it's just like, life's just kind of like, you're in that sense, like, do I want to stay in Charlotte or do I want to relocate to DC? I'm thinking about going to DC uh, for graduate school at Howard University because my dad works at the hospital over there Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's just like, I'm trying to see, like, I can go to graduate school. I don't want to just stop at just bachelor's, you know, like, I go to freaking get my master's and somewhere down the line, my doctorate's, you know, like, something, something my spirit says, like, gotta do that and everything and dc is so it's such a vibe bro 
Like, I'm talking about club hopping, bro. Everything is just right up there, bro. Weed is legal and everything. So it's just like nobody cares. Like, bro, like, I'm waiting for those vibes, bro. And it's just like, you know, the Howard uh, alumni, too, is just so deep from the Chadwick Bozeman's to the Felicia Rashad. So you can really network out there with, like, the people of tomorrow and everything. So it's just like, I just, it's just calling my name to be out there. But I'm going to still lock in with Charlotte from time to time, for sure. One by time, it's going to be. Go ahead and make, like, make the, like, whatever choice you make go ahead and make this shit for show you feel me because at the end of the day it's gonna be the right choice if you stay or even go but i feel like how are you would definitely be a vibe to definitely take this shit off to the next level for sure so yeah but it's like and dc's like such a tourist city so people will go like drop in for a little bit and then bounce like yeah. damn you heard this thing called toasty esv and then it just kind of spreads from there so you have people from like other countries too that drop in the dc just yeah, to drop man. in so don't like, be on the block side of dc because you know them niggas out there be crazy as fuck yeah yeah south side will fuck you up <laughs> and it's like the homeless problem is such crazy i'd be like in the t- part of town where it's like it's closer to the university when i'd be up there so it's just like so I don't be deep, deep all over and everything, but it's like, you know, I know the homeless situation is crazy. Uh, that's for sure. But everything else is a vibe. I fuck with it and everything. Yeah, and, shit. and Charlotte's cool, but it's just like, you know, you get tired of the people here after a while. It's just like, but it, it, it'd be all right. I feel like people do the absolute most here for no reason. Like, nah, really. A little bit too much, but I mean, it is what it is. All right, that's episode 69 of the Mental Threats Podcast. You got any funny words you want to like let people know before we bounce? Um, follow me on Instagram at One Warship. Uh, hit me up for these beats, man. If you really want to be, if you really want to get some crazy shit, like let's work. You feel me? Uh, we having some shows later on this year, definitely having a uh, Summerfest part two next year, and that's just gonna be probably crazier than the one previously. Um, and yeah, like nigga, like y'all gonna hear a nigga name soon, soon. So really be uh, really goddamn be on the lookout, real shit. So at one warship, so with the number one W A R S H I P. Yes. On IG. And that, that's all that's your handle on all your other social media too. Like TikTok yeah, too. Most just about then I got like forty two warship on uh Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I think it's uh killing QR on TikTok. And if you want a free tight beat from me, you just gotta look up my name, Warship, and hopefully you'll find that bitch because you know my shit be unlisted or whatever. Damn, yeah. I'm still not even on Twitter, bro. Like I don't yeah, even I bet I bet it is, man, but it's just like, I don't know, just the whole concept of just putting your opinions out there that nobody fucking asked for. It's just yeah, like, like I don't, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just too humble. It's just like, like, I don't know, I'll be on some stupid shit, like fucking, like, I ain't been on that Golden Corral for fucking seven years. What's up with that? Like, it's just like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not head ass like that. I'm just, I'm just more productive based and everything. But yeah, this is, this is my brother for real, right? Here. We go back fucking since we was freaking kids. No, damn, they're babies for real, man. I remember other than the freaking hospital, I think after one like they freaking delivered Keegan yeah, and shit. Like, I know like we had the same birthday around the same time. I was trying to figure out what was I gonna get for my birthday. Like, oh, cool. like, this be like, okay, that's cool and all, but like what are we gonna do for my birthday? Though? Right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, celebration station and everything. You remember celebration station too? Celebration station. Yeah, I know you remember celebration station. Like, what? Um it was around I don't know where it was exactly, but I know it was in North Carolina or a while. I know we me, you and Taurus used to go there and it was Dave and Buster. Celebration station. David Buster's NASCAR Speed Park. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah now I know you talk about like that shit. Okay. Is it like the concept, like, uh, basically like a birthday party S thing? Because you talk about that shit. I know you're talking about like, Yeah, it's in that same okay. way, but it was like out there somewhere else. Okay. Like, I forget. They closed it down. I know it's like it's starting to come back now. 
Wait, you talking about that one spot? It's like in the middle of fucking nowhere. But it was like a fucking. Bro, you know what's crazy? I was dead time thinking, bro, where the fuck was that shit at? I don't even know, bro. bro it was, I think it was in Monroe, maybe Gastonia or something. No Look up Celebration yeah. Station in your spare time. Is that what? Because I know they close that shit down. Like, bro, I know that. Because that shit was old as fuck, but that shit used to be lit as hell. In no dead ass, I bro. I never know what you're talking about. Because I was dead Because I think I went, also went to that shit with my, uh, one of my other cousins way back, too. So, yeah, I remember Celebration Station in Old Cal. Damn, that's a hell of a throwback. Just like Jeepers. Uh, like Jeepers. And fucking laser tag and yeah, shit. Oh, bro. Yeah. Dude, our, our childhood was low-key. Yeah, it was, it was lit. We always had a function or a yeah, situation yeah, we, we, going we, 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 on. Yeah, bro. Those summers were lit, too, bro. No, seriously. Then that time where I randomly met you at the party, too. That was, Oh, was, yeah. what? That was Markel's yeah, party. Yeah, it was summer at the party. I was like, oh, shit. What's up, team, <laughs> I be seeing everybody at Markel's party. He's a teacher now, you know? Oh, shit. shit. I'm from West Charlotte, bro. Fuck. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> we're that old now. Yeah, we used probably. to be getting at those. I was at that party, too. Dude, Markel's parties were lit, bro. Yeah. Everybody. You couldn't. There was no way you couldn't get ass in that party, bro. Nigga, what? Nigga. There was no Absolutely. way. Absolutely. That's real No shit. way. And it was just a freaking little apartment, too, and it was so lit, bro, okay. too. That, that was fucking awesome. Freaking growing up, freaking watching SmackDown and shit. Yeah, bro. I know you remember when Matt Hardy and fucking MVP were beefing, but, dude, that was some that, shit. That was the bot, bro, nigga. That was the vibes, bro. You just had to be there, bro. I feel so sorry for Cass right now. I think I think wrestling's starting to get a little bit more interesting now, I think. Then we got that new AEW. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep up with a lot because there's just so much shit out yeah, there now. All I know is I think Vince McMahon was they kicked him out. now. Yeah, for that hush money bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, so now but I feel like he been there. doing that shit. That nigga was saying nigga on live TV and no one. And he had a do right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Vince McMahon was really out here pushing the borders with the media shit. Niggas don't realize that shit. Dude bro. did not give a fuck, yeah, especially with that do rag such Dude was like, "What's up, Holmes?" Like, imagine clocking in the work and that's your boss. Yeah, bro. They had wrestlers named fucking Crime Time. It was too black <laughs> And they never like, won like, a championship. Like, like they just the most, stole the, shit and re it. You know, it's crazy. One of them niggas died. I think the taller nigga died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shad get, tried to save his yeah, son yeah, and then yeah. he drowned and that shit like that. Crazy, but yeah, but still, R.I.P. Right. that nigga, but like, that R.I.P. that nigga too, bro. Like, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, Mr. Man was hell, bro. <laughs> he was. I think Triple H is taking over creative yeah. now, and now it's like, it's, so now it's getting better, like a little bit better yeah. now. Um, I might. I, I never watch the shows on TV. I just look on YouTube. Like that's that's literally where I'm at with the shit. Just once in a while. Uh, oh yeah, that's cool. And, and I'm on with the rest of my life and shit. But yeah, that's it for episode 96 of the Mental Threads podcast. We sewing in. Now we sewing out. Toasty and worship.